Welcome to Running It Back, the Lessons Learned from Sports podcast. I'm Mike Palmer, joined as always by Tarlin Ray. We're going to talk about name, image, and likeness. We're going to be talking about amateurism and the NCAA. Before we get to any of that, I wanted to welcome Tarlin back. Tarlin, how are you doing today? So I never ask you how you're doing. We are 35 to 40 plus pods in. Yeah. Some may think that I'm a little self-absorbed, always wanting to tell my stories. Mm. But I actually think you may have something to share. Yeah. I I feel like you're playing through an injury right now. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. This is very nice of you. And I think it was more, it's more structural. I don't think people think you're selfish. I think they just assume this is how we open the show. And it's like, we've been playing the whole game left-handed so far. And now it's winning time and we're showing them. It turns out we're actually right-handed. <laughs> I did have a small fracture of my ring toe on my right foot. Did you do it running? I believe the, the word I used was scampering. I was scampering behind... My soon-to-be three-year-old, Matthew, big fan of the show. He's appeared on the show at least once, in fact, only once. But yes, I was scampering after Matthew. My toe hit his high chair. Almost made it to having a three-year-old son without fracturing a toe. And yet, alas, here we are. But I sucked it up. Should be okay. Four to six weeks. Tape it to a buddy toe. Who's the buddy you chose? I went to the middle toe, the the FU toe, I believe it's referred to as. But yeah, I'm doing all right. We're in the midst of the holiday season. We're probably going to squeeze in one more episode to wrap up the year. But this is our penultimate episode of 2021. And before you know it, we're going to be looking ahead. We're going to be future casting. We're going to be predicting. We're going to be doing all sorts of interesting things. But between now and then, we still also have some holidays. Your holidays were good. The holidays were fantastic. Excellent. I'm sure there were stories. The family of no turkey. Yeah. That loved my chicken wings. Interesting. There was ham. No there turkey. was a turkey breast for my father. Okay. But the rest of the family can do without turkey. Wow. That's very... Friends will joke, did you have a tofurkey? Because they know I right. went vegan with my Achilles. Mm-hmm. Eat less meat now. Yeah. No, I'm crushing chicken wings. And uh, I won the day with my chicken wings. Well, there you go. And now that you're mentioning tofurkey, I hadn't thought of a turducken made of tofurkey <laughs> before, but I believe Plant-based that was turducken the, uh, coming to tofurducken. <laughs> and we're talking know. too much about toes. So yeah. now yeah. we really brought you here because yeah, people are getting paid. People are getting paid. We were talking about the NCAA name, image, and likeness. We're going to want to run it back to a UCLA Bruin of notes to talk about this. We're going to be talking about video games. We're going to be talking about Steph Curry and Ozzy Fudd. Lots of dimensions to this, but the big story is that the way the NCAA is treating their athletes or their student athletes is changing in that what had been prohibited in terms of monetizing their name, image, and likeness is now on an interim basis, no longer 
prohibited. And this is a long standing conversation that has been going on with the NCAA around the amount of revenue that is generated by this activity and the fact that they're very rigorous about how none of those monies can really make it to their athletes. This is a way in which they're basically making money outside of their sports activity, but by virtue of being a big personality, they can monetize. Many of us are saying it's long overdue. I want to hear from you, Tarlin. What's your perspective on all this? Yeah, and this is not new. So July 1 of this year, NCAA has a temporary ruling that a student can profit, student athletes can profit from their personal brand. Mm -hmm. How can they profit? Endorsements, social media following, selling autographs. Quick question. Can they also run at a loss or is that permitted? They can only profit, but if they wind up spending more money on jumpsuits, then people will actually buy and they all have them in India. That is possible. That is possible. It can happen. They basically can be entrepreneurs. So you can go either way. Yeah. A lot of losses. Hopefully there are more wins. Sure. Selling merchandise and we'll get that later. Yeah. This is not new. We knew the floodgates would open. And in the early days, July 1, July 2, you saw some interesting deals being made between college athletes. Yeah. And so we let it breathe just to see what would happen. Always, if you're going to look at name, image, and likeness, we do need to run it back to Ed O'Bannon. Mm-hmm. But there was a recent, couple recent signings, especially in women's sports, in women's basketball, on the Connecticut women's basketball team with Paige Buckers, and then the most recent one with Ozzy Fudd that sort of opened your eyes and said, wow. Yeah. Paige Buckers, name, image, image and likeness signings. She signed with StockX, mm-hmm. which is a footwear or sneaker head and apparel online marketplace. She's probably the envy of every college athlete because of her access to any clothes that she wants. Yeah. And she just signed a deal with Gatorade. Yeah. And she still has the opportunity to change her name to Paige Buckets. We're working on it. Which is a whole nother angle. We're working on it. Yeah. The fact that she hasn't done it to date. Yeah. Crazy town. And Paige will be along with Jordan and Serena and very few athletes that are sponsored by Gatorade. Mm -hmm. The Aussie FUD one was, and Paige Buckers, Gatorade player of the year, high school player of the year. She was as a freshman, the wooden award winner. So you're like, she's got, she's got it. Yeah. Ozzy Fudd was the next stud coming to UConn women's basketball. For anyone who watches football's women's basketball, UConn is a dynasty. Yes. Ozzy's next. She averages 7.5 points. I think it's two, 2.3 rebounds. Yeah. And she just signed a deal with Steph Curry's brand or the, the group that handles all off court endorsements and activities sc30 yeah to be their lead athlete massive crossover appeal she yeah. is connected to some will say the biggest star in the nba and it just sends a signal to all athletes wherever you are you can you can make some money mm-hmm. so that was why we paused and said should we take a moment to look at this name image and likeness and what the impact would be yeah yeah, and to me, especially the Steph Curry, Ozzy Fudd angle is interesting to me on multiple levels. One is the NBA paying it forward 
to women's basketball, which is something that we've seen with Kobe. We've seen with Kevin Durant. Draymond Green. But, but I think Kobe in a lot of ways was leading that effort. And in some ways, this is a signal that Steph is helping to carry that tradition forward. And then the related thought outside of the, the gender thing is the lessons that athletes need to learn about managing their finances, managing the upside of their brand potential, the upside of their career, both on the court and beyond the court. When folks are invested in as startups, they frequently, beyond the dollars, are looking for the relationship and the partnership that they get because they know they'll be a lot better. I was very hopeful about the potential of Steph Curry investing in Ozzy Fudd, who apparently won the three-point contest at Steph's camp mm -hmm. when she was one of the first girls invited. And she's been battling injuries and a lot of things, but there's a really interesting story there. And at the same time, we have to ask, what, what is the risk to the student athlete? I don't know if there's too much there. No one's really making too much money on it, at least yet. Bryce Young as the starting quarterback for Alabama first year, is they think that his total endorsements in the early days was close to a million dollars. Of course, Nick Saban, being the savage that he is, without even referencing the dollar amount, said that's what can happen being connected to this program. Yeah. So any enterprising coach is going to use the brand and their affiliation to drive students in the future to their teams. Yeah. Nebraska early on had a slogan, Nilbraska, NIL-Braska, because yeah. they were trying to support students in the campaign. So it's ready now, accelerate higher advantage and said, if you come to Nebraska, University of Nebraska, we will support you in your efforts. Georgia Tech organized endorsement deal with Tebow for the football team. Yeah. They got $404 on a prepaid car because in the 404 area code and they were wearing some Tebow swag walking into the game. Yeah. So yes, tons. If you look at the average, the average was somewhere in $500. But there's some players that are on the come up and they're doing well. Just one shout out. I know Kobe you'll say Kobe was the girl dad and obviously supporting women's hoops. But Steph, early on, when he had his Under Armour shoe, he got a, a letter from a young girl who said, why can't I find your shoe in girl sizes? And he immediately rectified that. Yeah. Steph, with two daughters, has been someone who has quietly been a champion as well. Yeah. It's interesting. You would think NIL, name and likeness, is only about college football and college basketball. That was what the original Ed O'Bannon case was about. But if you look at the most active, the most NIL activity, this is not by compensation. It starts 35% is in football, 8.4% women's volleyball. Yeah. 7.5 men's basketball. Then we go six in baseball. And the rounding out the top five is 4.9 men's track. The next three after that are women's soccer, women's track, and women's basketball. Yeah. When it comes to the dollar value, football is dominating. 55% of the money's there. Yeah. 13.4 in men, men's basketball. And then once again, 6.7% women's volleyball. Yeah. And then the next three are, are women's basketball and women's swimming and diving. Yeah. Yeah. So what was everything, all dollars and all money was locked up in basketball and football because those are the only revenue generating sports. Mm -hmm. There's money finding other sports and other what are considered French sports. Yeah. For example, women's volleyball. That right. is the 
second most active in IL dollars, and the third in compensation. This is my daughter's favorite sport. I remember. I was going to say, for our careful listeners, you may recall a story of girls volleyball from a few episodes back. Yeah. So we are now UCLA, a diehard UCLA fan, UCLA women's volleyball junkies. We've gone to a few games. It's the playoffs or the tournament. Playoffs. It's the tournament right now. 64 teams. UCLA is the 13 seeks. I know you follow this closely. Their first round was last night. We couldn't make it because my daughter had club volleyball. And you had to prep for today. Yeah. And we had to prep for today. (laughs) And so we're going tonight to the second round game. Nice. So imagine me. I have any sports app you can think of trying to find the score of the women's volleyball Mm -hmm. game Mm -hmm. while sitting in the car in the dark for an hour and a half waiting for a club volleyball. It's impossible. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. So dollars will flow will you start to see changes mm-hmm. when what is considered fringe sports sports that may not be covered where you start to create more of a, a transparent look and more access than you have before how yeah. hard is it to re- release some scores in sports yeah. where dollars are flowing so that right. to me may in the same way i like the holistic view that steph curry's taking in love with ozzy fudge she, she's surrounding herself with someone that's going to think about her career go forward yeah i think the flow adult the money speaks yeah and you might see access because my daughter's consistently asked why can i see this on tv why can i find out what's going on the score you might see more people start to pick their head up and say maybe it's not all about football and basketball i like it i believe this is luther on the wire famously said follow the money so but for those that have not seen The Wire, yeah. I actually am going to decide right now in the holiday period, I'm going to binge watch. I, I've now got enough distance. Nice. Yes. I'm, going to, I'm going to look at it again with fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. But anyway, so follow the money. It's interesting because I think a lot of the money, it's like bake sale money. Different than show me the money. One Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr. The best supporting actor. Uh, Tom, show me the Tom Oscar Cruise. for Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Cuba Gooding Jr., final answer. Yeah, the majority of these cases, it's a small business. Like kids selling candy bars. It's not a huge operation, typically. There is some risk that folks get predatory in support of this kind of shadow industry. Who cares? I'm just putting it out there. Why why would Shabazz Napier who was the most outstanding player in the 2014 men's college basketball tournament, UConn won. And he's getting interviewed and he's saying, one of the struggles I have is I'm hungry at night. I don't have enough money for food. So what does it matter that a kid may walk into the gym with a better pair of shoes? They still got to put in all the work in the morning. They still got to bust their butt. And to claim that it's student athletes and this amateurism when we have students who potentially are only eligible for the, the semester they're there yeah. and barely making the grade, but they're claiming that college degree is everything for them. Maybe it's good networking, but let's look at the graduation rates of people going through the program if yeah. we're really going to point to the value of education. So I just, I fundamentally can't see what's wrong with allowing a student to benefit from the work they've done. All yeah. the work they've done. 
connected to a school and then performing and entertaining you, entertaining you. And I yeah. sit in Holly Pavilion and I have these people booing college athletes. What is your problem? Yeah. You're booing 18 to 20. I know you paid a ticket yeah. and you're rooting for this team, but give me a break. Mm-hmm. So yes, they should get paid. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Yeah, they should get paid. My point though is they're paid in a shadowy way. It's not How is not it shadow so, right now. They're not directly paid for their performance. The marketplace that's going to develop around NIL is going to be less revenue and it's not necessarily going to be based on there's some good stories that'll happen. Have you seen social media today? Yeah. People are getting paid their performances putting up a video funny video this is exactly life this this is is, life today but this is my point there are folks who will be able to lean into this and monetize and hustle i was thinking about alan iverson in prep for this had iverson had something like this available to him early we would have seen more from him and the development of his brand would have been off the charts in really interesting ways i think there's some folks who won't be able to tap into that And I think there are also folks who may tap into that and it won't be good for them in that they might've become a different player if it was less about the brand that they're establishing when they're starting. But my biggest issue here is that the money should be direct and above board and sanctioned by the NCAA. They shouldn't tell these kids that we're going to allow you to do this money-making activity outside of our can. We'll have some regulations for it, but we're actually above that type of thing while they're paying their coaches millions of dollars. Not they. Why are you putting any power in the hands of NCAA? That's my problem. Mm. It's not the NCAA that's paying these coaches their outrageous salaries. It's the universities. My point though is I think where we are is a half step. It was even an interim decision by the NCAA. And then what will it mean? I did want to get that take out there that I was, I was mentioning before, which is I think it gives Steph Curry an inside track on Space Jam 3 <laughs> that he now has a FUD in his camp. How long until Elmer, not to mention golf would animate really beautifully. Steph, let us know what you think. It's already riding itself. I was saying I thought Giannis had an inside track. I think one love, let Giannis and Steph both in Space Jam 3, let's make it happen. And let's bring in some college players. So just to, I understand if they're in a Space Jam movie, they couldn't wear their college uniform. Do you have a good IP lawyer we could bring in <laughs> we'll, uh, as part we'll, of this we'll conversation? Figure that out. I think they could be in the movie, but there'll be some issues there. It is a half step. It's a quarter step. Yeah. NCAA, that is watching an organization crumble from within thinking they still have some control. If you look back, this all started in 2009. Now this was happening before. You can go to 2005 and Reggie Bush and the USC Trojans were stripped. uh, He was stripped of his Heisman and they went into the, it was like a death penalty because he took some impermissible benefits. You can look at the Terrell Priors of the world in Ohio State and the Tattoo Five who sold some merchandise and got a five-game suspension and, and their coach was fired, Jim Trestle, because Ohio State players had cars from the local yeah. car dealership and they were mm-hmm. selling merchandise. Fab, Fab five. five. The Fab Five stripped of their banners because Weber was getting paid, was getting some money to support going to University of Michigan because they're creating ties between 
the school itself and the third party supporting yeah. this player. But it really, the tipping point was in 2009 when Ed O'Bannon, love Ed O'Bannon and the 1995 team, Tyus Edney, Charles O'Bannon, Ed O'Bannon, Toby Bailey, George Zedek. You got to love that squad. The miracle shot by Tyus Edney against Missouri. It was a layup, right? It was a layup. It was a layup, but it was a miracle end-to-end shot with seconds left. Why are you yeah. going to diminish it? I'm just remembering it. Okay, it was a layup. Thank you. 14 years later, post the championship, he had a short career in the NBA. Smooth lefty. Yeah. Don't know why he couldn't make it longer. And he's a car salesman in, in Vegas sued NCAA. And the reason was he was playing a video game mm -hmm. and EA had the 2009 NCAA version of the poops game. And he was there. It's in the it game. It's in the game. Number 31, same build, same height, same bald head. Yeah. And he's playing. And so what happened was if you really break down NCAA saying, no, we don't play the players because we want to maintain amateurism. Yeah. And we won't spend any time. If you look up the history of amateurism, Holy bonkers. It is an elitist yeah. concept that we had just been proffering forever. Mm -hmm. So we want to maintain amateurism. But then what they just got NCAA and EA just said, we're going to maintain that in perpetuity. Yeah. And we can use your image and likeness and your brand forever. Yeah. And that woke up Ed O'Bannon. Ed O'Bannon, yeah. man on island, sitting in Vegas when after NCAA. Oscar Robinson ended up joining the fight in 2011. You had Bill Russell and 20 others. Yeah. And then I like to say there are moments, there are people that got us to this point. So we got Ed O'Bannon and then we got Judge Wilkin mm -hmm. in Northern California who heard this case and said that it violates antitrust. It violates the Sherman Act. Yeah. And that students should be able to get the cost of living expenses, the full cost of attendance. Mm -hmm. And that's not what students were getting. Yeah. So we won't go into the history, but that's 2014. That then goes to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court doesn't hear the case, but it opens up a Fisher. Not Derek Fisher, just to be clear. Another lefty. Good call out. Champion. Then post that, the next frontier is going after the NCAA to be able to get benefits, non-cash benefits beyond education benefits and others. Mm -hmm. And so we have another case that's running. Before that can even hit the Supreme Court, which was 2021, it's the Alston case. Mm -hmm. In 2019, LeBron, if you're going to talk about anything, LeBron is the center of the universe. LeBron has Gavin Newsom, still the governor of California. He was on his show, right? On his show, The Shop, yeah. to announce the Fair Play Act, which would effectively enable any athlete within California as of 2023 to benefit from their image. Once that happened in California, set that stage, there was no way that any other state and any other school would not put pressure on their elected officials to do the same because it wouldn't be a competitive balance. So then we get to 2021 and the Supreme Court ruling in favor of Alston, 9-0 unanimous, which is a small win for the plaintiffs. It's a chip in the armor for NCAA, but it's going to just open up the floodgates later. And that's what caused NCAA in July 21st to have a temporary image and likeness ruling so students can start to profit from their brand. Yeah. So I got to go back to Ed O'Bannon. Easy Ed. In a video game, someone is making millions of dollars from someone else's from students' brands. Yeah. 
the cost of tuition for colleges outstripped inflation. So they're saying, no, you're getting this valuable thing, not the cost of living, but just the education itself. And that's how you're being quote unquote compensated. Yeah. And we want to make sure we maintain the, the amateur and what is the, the love of college sports as a student athlete, you go to study and you go to compete. And, and that notion similar to the thoughts on gay marriage, similar mm-hmm. to other, it just, people start to think about like, why is this continue to make sense? Yeah. And the NCAA just kept holding on to it. Yeah. So it makes me think about things that happen in my business. Mm-hmm. When you go into an organization or any job and you say, why do we keep doing this? And they, they, this is what we've done for 20 years. But if it doesn't make sense, who's going to be the impetus? Who's going to be the spark to say, we have to look at this a different way. Yeah. And when it comes to money and power, people have a hard time letting go. You're taking down an institution. The NCAA is being taken down. Mm-hmm. That gets me thinking there are other things in our society. We say that still doesn't make sense. Yeah. The world has changed. If you find those next people that, that are holding on tight for something that doesn't make sense, I can't wait to short that because they're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of great stuff in there. The future of the NCAA is very much up in the air. If you do look at it more broadly, some of the moves around college football with the the conferences going away and some of the attention that is being paid to coaches salaries, which again, is more a problem of college football rather than the NCAA. But like, how does the NCAA respond? How relevant will it be in the future? And what will begin to take its place? We're also starting to see in college basketball, the emergence of leagues that are not associated with colleges that some players are choosing to go to, to be paid to play in. It does look like an evolving marketplace. It is definitely something we're going to want to keep our eyes on. And then the name image likeness stuff, big picture, it's going to ultimately make swag and merch better because people are going to get clever and entrepreneurial I think there is a new opportunity emerging around teaching entrepreneurship to these student athletes so that they understand how to navigate this stuff. There's going to be new challenges that emerge around all of this. But yeah, I'd say small step in a positive direction. Final thoughts, Tarlin? Uh, I look for today where we have NASCAR-like logos on individual student athletes' shirts, jerseys, Boost, Mobile, Crypto.com, whatever yes. they want. Yeah. I'm joking, but yes. It is the early days. It's going to be messy. There are kids that aren't going to understand necessarily what are the best deals for them, but that's life. Yeah. So in the same way, you don't stop a baseball player from getting taken to draft and you can treat it as a professional 18. You don't stop anyone from starting to work whenever they can Yeah. start taking the lumps now and figuring it out. But I can't wait. The, the big N, big C, big A, big A, NCAA will be very small soon. Yeah. And for our more dedicated listeners, supporters, merch and swag and ways to represent the name, image and likeness of running it back. There'll be more to be heard on that front in the future. Tarlin, thanks again, as always, for joining. Thank you. Thanks as always for listening. We'll be back again soon. This is Running It Back.